Hello and welcome to this episode of Radio Free HPC. This is the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and other tech topics. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by our co-hosts, Henry Newman from Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and Jesse Lanham, our millennial standout co-host. Now let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another scintillating episode of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds as I always am, joined by Jesse Lanham, uh, who is back in Purdue packing up her meager belongings in order to take back home to California. My meager belongings, indeed. It all fits in my car, actually, believe it or not. And are you going to, you gonna, or you've got a place to store it up there, then yes. you're heading back to California? Yep, that's the plan. Wow. We've got Shaheen Khan down in the valley. How's it going, Shaheen? Really well. Thank you, Dana. Very good. And we've got Henry Newman, who has made the North-South cross-country trip in order to get to his new survivalist compound down in Las Cruces, New Mexico. How are you, Henry? Well, actually, I'm living in Mesilla, New Mexico. I am in Las Cruces in my hotel because my the, the compound is not complete. Mm. Yeah, you sent a video yesterday I took a look at. They had a might bit more work than I was expecting. Um, it's going fast, Dan. ETA on that? Uh, week after next, hopefully. Ooh. It was like this old house. Yeah, with um, with 23-inch rammed earth walls. <laughs> 21, Dan. Don't exaggerate. 21, sorry. Well, with the sheetrock during the video. It wasn't the tile that was right. It was the fixtures. They had leases in my bathroom fixtures reversed. Uh-oh. A scandal. That's not good. No, not scandal. Just something that will be fixed. It sounded like it was a known bug. It was a known <laughs> bug. <laughs> it was a pre-reported issue, but I wanted to re-report it because you can never report things enough times. No. Totally. You, do, no. you don't need to run Bugzilla for this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Henry, I think you've got some news to announce as well. Oh, we're hosting a live Radio Free HPC show from Mesilla, New Mexico. From the compound. Uh, on No outside. It'll be on the property outside the compound at the pizza oven. Mm. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> that is going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. We'll all travel there. And Jesse will eat seven pizzas all on her own. She will. Yes. Which uh, might bring I'm her playing. up to 100 pounds. Hey, now. <laughs> 100 pounds of whoop-ass, Dan. <laughs> you, I, I'll, I'll remind you, she ran for like 55 miles in one day. Yes, that was very, very... I just got to figure out whether to fly into El Paso or Albuquerque. Because I can go direct to Albuquerque, but El Paso requires layovers. And it's two hours, 45 minutes from when you're in the car, from the rental car... To my domicile, exactly. So How then, long a uh, hitchhike? From Albuquerque. <laughs> you think that's hitchhike quite a... For you, Dan? <laughs> yeah? Could be months. Ah, okay. So the Radio Free HBC private jet isn't available to go to Las Cruces directly. Yeah, that is darn. not in the budget. Not in the budget. You know, the spectrum of options from hitchhiking to private jet. <laughs> <laughs> to Uber... To, to live like rental car, or maybe you can pick up passengers while you do there. <laughs> Buy a really, really cheap car and hope it makes it one way. Rent a wreck. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
All you know, right. one thing that has not been a wreck during these past six months, believe it or not, the server market has set records. Makes sense, kind of. Phenomenal transition. It's a it was 30, very good. 30% year-on-year growth in units. Wow. That's, oh, that's incredible. And that, that explains why the internet, Akamai, reported exactly a 30% increase in, in bandwidth up to 167 terabytes during the same period, Dan. That's a very interesting correlation. But that also means almost, well, how much of that happened within the last month of the quarter? That mm. sounds like a big hockey stick to me. Yes, it happened. Uh, they're talking about the peak at the end of the month. Correction. Hmm. Yes. So this is just to meet demand or is it like a you know safety buy just in case because we may not be able to buy it later? I think both. And oh. most of the demand, according to these guys, is from cloud providers. Right. Makes right. sense. That also makes sense. I, I would disagree with Dan. I think it is directly to meet demand. And I think, honestly, my opinion is, you know, if Akamai is showing a 30% bump at the same time, I think that that's, you know, you can, it's bit for bit correlation from these servers. It's because everybody's at home hmm. running Teams, running Zoom, running GoToMeeting, running WebEx, name your, name your you know, uh, software. Yeah, with tool. all of academia switching to a, like a cloud-based platform that's as good well. Point, yeah. Yeah. But then we also heard last time that most of that extra load was during hours when there wasn't enough load anyway. There was enough capacity. It was like during daytime when everybody was at the office. So it was a switch of capacity from offices to homes. Yeah. And I think that works with the theory that Henry's putting out that uh, that this was to meet this what was pent up demand because you know you think about it for anything going up 30 percent we have not heard a lot about problems with the internet mm. and i'm i'm really surprised but to me that says that there was already excess capacity to give them time to add additional capacity so not all of this growth is just to meet demand some of it is to provision for future yes they're staying ahead of it is, mm. I guess that was my mm. point. Yeah, yeah, well said. Other vendors, your Dells, your HPEs, also saw record, also saw some some record demand, but it's really the white box folks. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling Q2 might be different, however. You know, the thing is, they're saying Q2 should be strong too. Because they still have supplies to deliver? At, some, at what point would the supply chain start being an issue? Or is there really not much? Yeah, that's what I don't understand out of this article is that they do mention supply chain issues, but then they also suggest that there's going to continue to be stronger demand. Who's taking the largest hit right now? Uh, well, real quick, the largest demand is not coming from enterprise. It's coming from the uh, mass Cloud. scale providers. Mm. They've been really increasingly the bigger buyers anyway. Yeah. And it looks like everybody increased IBM has 8.3% share of revenue, which is not bad for them. Not bad at all. They said, what, 25%, 26% revenue well, increase was, just for the mainframes? Yeah, that was um, a mainframe refresh. Huawei added 6.5% growing revenues, 35%. Uh, Dell and EMC had 17% of the market, and HPE, 15%. 
Interesting. So that's a big hit for big plus for Dell. Do we believe those numbers? Not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, you know, in, in looking at this, this is from Omida or Omdia, Omdia analysts. This isn't an IDC or so it's a new a new industry analyst firm, perhaps. Who, who are the Who are these people, Dan? Don't know. I, this is the first time I'm seeing them. So we report it as fact. We report it as reported. It's a, it's a, well, it actually, it's a, uh, an amalgamation of um, firms that we used to know, Ovum, for one. I see. And. Um, so o is for Ovum. <laughs> yes, O is for Ovum. O- Ovum. This is a terrible children's book. It, it's the worst <laughs> children's book ever. <laughs> Uh, they've got more than 400 analysts. It's also Tractica, who I've never oh, right, heard yes. of. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them. Okay, heavy reading? Like this children's uh, book. No, I've heard of light reading and dark reading, but not heavy reading. Yeah. Jesse, the words to remember, Jesse, the words to remember if it's on the internet, it must be true. Yes. Insert Abraham, Abraham Lincoln quote that's here. Right. That's right. Lincoln- it, Dan. That is my Abe Lincoln quote. <laughs> But anyway, any other comments about what's going on in servers? That's a bit of a surprise. I think most people would believe, lay people would believe, that uh, sales must have been down. Well, I'm really happy to hear it. I I sure hope that continues. That's a good thing for the industry and for all of our friends at all of these companies. But that kink in the supply chain has to hit somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is what what we predicted back in, like, when was it, January, when we first talked about the virus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was January, February, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, And that has not happened yet. Well, I'm glad to hear that. But at the same time, yeah, like you're saying, I'm not holding my breath. I think at some point we're going to have to see something. Now, that only leaves us with one other question. Is there any reason, Henry Newman, why nobody should ever be online ever this week there is a good reason and the reason this week is a fake zoom download perfect in a terrible way oh yeah perfect yeah and and it was bound to happen in the world we live in that they would go i mean i had so much it was such a target rich environment since the last time i've been on um there was the hospital that was attacked in Europe and the one, you know, there was, there were just so many nasty people doing nasty things during this time. And you just wonder who are their mothers, but this one, jackals, jackals, Henry. (laughs) I I don't think they were jackals. I think they were just rodents. They were not loved enough as a child. They were not loved enough. They weren't held there. There was, you know, no, they, they just weren't. Anyway, this is a bad one. It's a Zoom radio attack, Zoom downloaders. You know, it got put on, you know, your your typical sites that for downloaders. So it got through. I'm not going to name company names, but it's got through everything. And so it was found. And who knows how many people downloaded it. it Trojan horse, collect all your data, get into your company. Bad, all bad. Not good. Wow. Not yep. good at all. Oh, not good. Well, that's a good reason to not be online and yeah, to not be zooming. Reason. If you are online and if you have to zoom, make sure you're getting the real zoom people. 
Yeah, you have to choose your malware. Choose the actual piece of malware. Exactly. And since it's free, it is malware. <laughs> you might as well. It's required malware. Yeah. If it's my saying is if it's free, it's a virus. <laughs> so, Henry, thank you for that. Great job. And what is Very that cheerful. I hear? Very cheerful. Very cheerful. Yes, Henry thank is you. cheering us up. What is that I hear in the distance? It's the sound of boats and reels and buoys and it's fishing. That means it's time for our catch of the week. Jesse, you want to kick us off? Yes. So speaking of cybersecurity related problems, I was doing some reading up on an area of political lobbying that I completely slipped my mind, even though it's obviously there, which is cybersecurity lobbying. So in an article that we're going to post, according to the Wall Street Journal, the collective lobbying spent by cybersecurity forums has tripled from 2015 to 2019. And what I found really interesting is the fact that all of their, almost all of their initiatives that these firms have been put forward are in the opposite of what larger companies like Facebook and Google have been lobbying for. Oh, really? What are yes. they lobbying for, Jesse? It's security and privacy laws. To increase them or to, or to, to reduce them? Which... <laughs> to increase them. <laughs> to increase protections. Okay. Just yes. check it. Just yeah, always necessary yeah. in this type of oh. environment. Yes. Oh, yeah, because they might want to reduce them so that the software becomes more valuable. This is a fact. It is lobbying, after all. Yes. So, either way, um, I thought this was a really interesting thing to read up on and to keep an eye on as it grows even more, and how, especially, uh, data and privacy laws are going to become more and more of a problem. And, and well, a good thing, a good problem, um, especially with Zoom. And I think as we get more online. And if this virus continues, yeah. Anyway, it was just something for to think about for me. Very good. Very good job. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Henry? I, I sort of kind of mentioned mine because I, I had to. But I, I found an article and I put it up on Akamai and the increase to 167 terabits for their worldwide data uh, pump, which, think about it, 167 terabits seemingly is a lot, but it's not in a 5G world where a single cell will be about four terabits. And so we're talking about, you know, 42 cells, which doesn't even cover, you know, a good chunk of Manhattan. So in a 5G world. So I think the world's due for a big change in 5G coming. My real catch of the week, though, is... I am in a hotel, and I'm going to be in a hotel here for 21 days. What percent, anyone would guess, what percent of the people stay in the hotel? The hotel's only 15% full. What percent of that 15% or the total percentage are people doing 5G infrastructure? I'm going to say 95%. Pretty close, Dan. No kidding. <laughs> Pretty close. Ten percent of the people in this hotel that are staying here are doing five G infrastructure. No wow. kidding. Dang. They're like building it. You're building it. Yeah. Huh. Considered essential. That's why this hotel's open. And so Henry's getting down to the free breakfast every morning. There is no free breakfast. No, there is no breakfast. There's no food. There's no nothing. No nothing. So, only five G, Dan. Just only 5G only bandwidth. <laughs> So Henry goes down for a hearty breakfast of bandwidth and milk. <laughs> and they just ship you the food through 5G because it's that fast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I called Scotty and said, beam it in, buddy. Exactly. That's right. Energize. What do you got, Shaheen? Well, I've got the solution to our Babbage 
and 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 other theatrical productions ah. uh, because because everybody was raving about your British accent. Well, and yes. technology is here to help. Now, of course, the context of this technology right now is as it might be used by the bad guys. So there's an article in Vice called Deep Voice. It's a software from Baidu that can clone anybody's voice with a mere 3.7 seconds of audio. Oh. Now, you give them that much audio and they come back with something that's a little bit muffled, but it actually isn't so bad. It just sounds like your connection is bad. If you give them 100 samples, then it becomes way, way better. But get this, it can change a female voice to a male voice. So you guys can play all sorts of roles within our play. Ooh. It can change a British accent to an American accent. Vice versa? And, and vice versa, exactly. And voice cloning is here to stay, everybody. And of course, uh, with all the podcasts that we've done, I think we're hosed. <laughs> <laughs> We, Listeners yeah, rejoice. <laughs> yeah, this could be done by one outsourced worker working half time somewhere behind the iron, former Iron Curtain. I think we need like a hash crypto signature to authenticate these podcasts from now on. Oh, yeah, that's it. People are going to be looking for authenticity from this. <laughs> Let me get started working on that, folks. Now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's very good. So who hasn't given a catch? I guess it's me. It's you. It's only me. One of the interesting things, and I want to get Jesse's opinion on this, but students that are, are home and have denied the on-campus experience are now starting to file lawsuits against their universities saying that the online stuff just isn't getting it done for them. <laughs> how much think? of my how much of my opinion do you want on this, Dan? <laughs> Give me the full load. Jesse, don't incriminate yourself. I'm I am not going to incriminate myself. I first off, I think that lawsuits in terms of suing for things like degraded academic experience is a little bit overboard because yeah. this is this is a pandemic. There nobody it's saw this little, coming. It's a little snowflakey. It's a little snowflakey. I mean, come on. Sure. If you'd like to use that term. I do, however, see the merit in asking for reimbursements when it comes to room, board, food, club dues, things like that. Things where you actually have to be physically on campus that you were not able to participate in. So, for instance, for me, like I paid room and board to live here, but did not because university closed. Yeah. And so, so they're not refunding that to you? No. And so there is there was a little bit of a refund if you moved out by a certain date. But for other students, especially international students that say went home to their home countries, because why stay here if everything is closed? How are you supposed to get back here within a week to get everything up and out? So mm. there was a lot. Yes. So there was a lot of other things like that. And additionally, the, the reimbursements that were being offered, at least from you know my side, we're not going to cover the full amount of housing. So it's a very fraught situation, and I think that it really comes down to students and the institutions having good communicative sit-downs, you know, maybe back it up before a lawsuit happens. But I think that there is good grounds for reimbursement in certain areas, if not for, um, hey, my professor's not great in person and they're worse online. You know, like that's not really a good argument there. But none of your professors are that, that Jesse. So let's, let's just put that out there. So. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I have a lot of my professors that actually have done phenomenal jobs transitioning to Zoom. Um, my networking professor in particular had, was completely pain-free 
which to be able to say that, hey, we transitioned online from a class that required physical labs to all online and I still feel like I learned the same amount is pretty spectacular. So there's a lot of professors that have done a phenomenal job here. Uh, one example here is from my old uh, school, University of Chicago. I went to grad school there. Hundreds of students have signed a letter saying they will refuse to pay this term's tuition unless the school reduces tuition by 50% and keeps it at that level during the crisis. I know I would have loved to have had a discount on that tuition. Yeah, wow. but you were, you were there physically, Dan. I was. There are some fixed costs at universities. You know, yes. They have, mm -hmm. the building. they have to keep the buildings up. They have to uh, mow the lawn. They have to pay the professors, of course. They have electricity, you know, at minimal, though. But there are reduced costs. Now, what is that percentage? I don't know. I think they've got to have a little transparency to show that. Exactly. It, you know, it's got to there's this is a two way street. Everybody's got to give and take. But you're right. It's all about transparency for that give and take to happen in a, a way that's fair. Now, here's one you'd love, Jesse. Uh, University of California, Berkeley. Some students are complaining that professors are simply uploading assignments with no video instruction at all. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh. oh, that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it all, it, what folks don't quite understand, too, is it all comes down to whatever platform your school decided to use. Like Blackboard, mm. for instance, has like upload limits sometimes for depending on what type of medium you'd like to have. So sometimes you do get a PowerPoint presentation that's cut up, you know, an hour long PowerPoint presentation with with audio narration that's cut up into four separate PowerPoints just so the professor could get it uploaded. Now, they are saying it against Vanderbilt. Some students are saying that the quality and academic rigor of courses has significantly decreased, which appeals to me. <laughs> it appeals to him. Yes. I could have gone to better schools at this point and uh, skated easier. I mean, I it also like brings up the whole thing of academic dishonesty, too, which oh, is yeah. a tremendous area that I think I'd love to see some some research done into academic dishonesty in online forums, oh, especially during cheating. the coronavirus. You're all cheating. We know that. I, I would like to say that I am not. I have no way to verify that besides my good word. Well, your word's worth quite a bit, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, we've kicked this around enough. Let's go ahead and call this an episode of Radio Free HPC. Thank you all for listening. Be sure and give us a kick on, uh, on Twitter, which is at Radio Free HPC, or send us an email. We're at podcast at RadioFreeHPC.com. Everybody out there, stay safe. Keep listening. We'll be right back at you with some new content soon. Bye-bye. Boom. Time for a nap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. And as a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thank you for listening.